Thank you for joining us today, and, and we're grateful to be in the house. We had a baby dedication, and today has been a very, very special day already. And uh, we're, we're working out of Joshua chapter 2 today. And, of course, we have to work on a little bit of humor uh, and, you know, key word on that a little bit. But uh, somehow women have a difficult time when, when their hair begins to turn gray. I don't know. I, I enjoy my gray hair because I've earned every one of them. <laughs> okay? But I understand you women aren't, aren't too excited about it. And this woman had this to say. She said, I think I'm getting gray hair, she told her husband. But I can't be sure because my eyesight isn't what it used to be. <laughs> she says, my eternally optimistic spouse replied, sounds like it's all working out fine. So he wasn't going to have to spend any money on hair dye. And then a mother shares how that uh, she gently woke her four-year-old. Now, how do you know that four-year-olds, you, you got to really be careful how you wake them up, okay? She gently woke up her four-year-old to get ready for daycare. He sadly said with his drooping mouth and lower chin dragging on the floor, he sadly said, you broke my dream. Rolled over, covered up his head, and went back to sleep. How many of you woke up this morning and someone broke your dream? <laughs> Some of you were glad you woke up because you didn't like the dream you was having. So, whatever, whatever. It's good to be in the house, Lord. Supernatural surveillance. We uh, surveillance is a, is a a big word and. And it uh, talks about looking where we're headed, looking what's going on, keeping the track of whatever. And, and you know, this past week we had a surveillance drone that hit, hit the dirt and uh, hit the water, actually. But uh, it went down. And a lot of controversy on that. But we are today talking about supernatural surveillance. God has a way of doing things beyond our comprehension. And as we look at Joshua chapter 2 today, we, we see God doing something unique and very special. And it involves the most unusual person in all Jericho. And God is all about using and doing the unusual. A lot of times we try to think out what we're going to do. And we really need to pray out what we're going to do. And, and seek God's will on, on things before we do. But uh, the supernatural surveillance in Joshua chapter 2, if you have your Bibles or your phones or your laptops or whatever device you use uh, to get to the Word. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly went and sent two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. Wow. Dealing with the pagans. 
dealing with pagans. Pagans are folks that don't have a respect for God. They possibly have been raised in an environment where there was very little respect for God. They possibly was raised where, where they weren't taught about the things of the Lord. And so she is a pagan. And Joshua's actions of sending out the spies into the land should not be interpreted as a lack of trust in God's promises. Because God has promised this land to them and he's he set it all up and he is sending Joshua into the promised land. And it's been a plot and a plan for a long, long time. But they gather spies together and the spies are to come back and to speak to Joshua himself, to the leaders only, not to anyone else. And that's from wisdom of prior years when Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report, but people had a lot of negative response to that good report, and those who traveled along with them were negative, and, and so God was rather upset with that generation of people, and so they did not get the opportunity to go to the promised land. And so here is here's Joshua getting ready to go into the promised land, and he's dealing with pagans. Now, it is interesting to see how this all comes about. Several people have said, well, you know, this really was just an inn, and she was just an innkeeper. Well, that's nice and makes it, makes it flowery, but it's not true. <laughs> you got to deal with the word, how it is presented in the original text, in the original content, and where it, is that, where, where it speaks of that. And it speaks of this lady as a prostitute, as a harlot, in this particular chapter, but in other chapters as well, it labels her. And so we, we recognize the fact that that's who she is. The king of Jericho, verse 2, king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent his his uh, message to, to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the whole land. Word traveled fast that there was foreigners in the land and they're here to cause trouble. They're here to do surveillance. And they were in the process of doing supernatural surveillance. They was working for God. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Okay, so she's a pagan. She's a harlot. But she's also a liar. 
They'll say, but pastor, it, it's okay to tell lies whenever you're protecting someone else's life. That's called situational ethics. And a lie is a lie is a lie. You'll say, but how, how, could she, how could she do that? How could she get involved in that? You see, there was a stirring within her heart. There was a stirring within her heart. And the seed of faith was beginning to stir deep in her heart. The God of Israel was beginning to work in her. And nowhere in the scriptures does it say that, that they... Uh, condone her lying and the spies didn't come to her and say hey hide us out and lie to them that, that you don't know where we're at and this all came to her on her own power her own thought process and God's hand in, in it as well it was very common to take grain and, and flaxseed and, and flax stalks and, and have them washed and, and then dry them out and the flax would be used to, to make thread and make uh, wicks for candles and so it wasn't unusual for there to be stuff on the roof and it wasn't unusual for people to be on the roof they were flat roofs and they would go up there uh, and especially in the heat of the night in the, in the real hot summer and maybe even sleep the entire night on the roof and so it wasn't unusual for people to be on the roof. It wasn't unusual for that grain to be up there. And so she had them hit out. They, they were totally hit out. And, and she did a great job of, of covering. Just, it was a clever deception. Two spies. She had them hit out. Yes, it was a lie. And yes, lies do not pay off. But in this instance, she was a pagan. She was a pagan up to that point. And you got to understand, the carnal flesh is the pagan attitude. And, and carnal flesh lies, cheats, and steals. That's just normal. She was a pagan woman living in a pagan society. And when you live in a pagan society, you, that you have very limited access to purity of heart, body, soul, and mind. But she's seeing something very special in these spies. And she is having thoughts about what's going on in, in her life and in the situation she was involved in. You see, Rahab was pagan. No respect for God. She came out of a pagan lifestyle. Secondly, we find that, that she was uh, a liar and spent time telling mistruths. Although she had a seed of faith within her. The third part of this step is that she had a seed of faith in her. And, and she was beginning to think about the things of God. The deception which was almost a matter of fact her deception was just that was just something of routine something she carried out she was about the process of this of of, of that and, and that process of, of of being deceptive it is just part of the culture that she was raised in and so but there was a confession of faith that was going to come in play here with jehovah 
she was coming to grips with the fact of who Jehovah was. And uh, she was understanding that there was something going on other than just hiding a couple spies. She had a tremendous move of God deep within her heart. And we don't see it totally as clearly until you decipher it all. Before the spies laid down for the night, she went up to the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you. She's already declared there is a God. So now for her paganism is beginning to leave. Her thought process is beginning to think on the concept of there is a God. And there is a God who has promised you this land and he's going to give you this land. Give this land to you and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. Okay, where she's beginning to say, I know that the Lord has given you this land. I know that the Lord has given you this land. She's changing from a pagan person to a godly person. For verse 10, it says, We have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what did and what you did to Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. She said, God Almighty, God Almighty, the great God Almighty has gone before you. And you have done awesome things. You have destroyed life. We realize you're marching on us. We realize that our life is in your hands. We realize that our life may be very short. And fear is just gripping every one of us. But we recognize it's your God who's giving you this land. It's your God who's gone before you and done great, great things. And we're scared to death. We're scared to death that we're just going to be a, just a grease spot on the ground here in a moment. And we don't know how it's all going to work out. It was her faith and her confession of faith. Verse 11. When we heard of it, our hearts melted and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven. Who is it? God in heaven above and on the earth below. The declaration of who God is. This is her faith beginning to stir within her, her belief that there is a God. For the God, for the Lord your God is God of heaven and earth below. She has come to grips with a God who cares for her. A God who is looking beyond her sin and looking at her heart. And Rahab was a pagan, but she came to believe in God. And in believing in God, it was counted to her as righteousness. 
is exciting to see how that God can take someone of, of ill repute and totally transform them. Now when then, now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father, my brother, my brother, and my sister, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. You see, when you have a relationship with God, things begin to change. She no longer is concerned just about herself. But she declares of this God, this God, this living God, this God Almighty is how I phrase it. This God Almighty who is above the heavens and, and on the earth. She has recognized and give recognition that there is a God in heaven. There is a God on earth and that he has shown himself and that she is believing in it to the point where she's saying, we need to make a covenant between us. I've helped you. I've shared kindness with you. Now, will you share kindness with me? Will you share kindness with me? Her lying in the past had not been condoned by God. It was simply forgiven and part of the past. You see, it's pretty special because in Hebrews, in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 31 says by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. The faith the faith that God stirred within her to believe for the impossible the supernatural surveillance was taking place, but there was a greater supernatural surveillance, just two spies coming in. It was God Almighty reaching down and touching Rahab and changing her heart, changing her life to where when she recognized God and who God was, she began to get concerned because she wanted to protect her father. She wanted to protect her mother. She wanted to protect her brothers. She wanted to protect her family. She... she had a love relationship with God and when love comes into your heart it causes you to love others and she wanted to get a pact she wanted a covenant that would come together our lives for your lives the man assured her if you don't tell what we're doing we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land wow The covenant has been established. We're going to be there for you. We're going to be there for you. How many of you entered into a covenant? You say, well, I, not me. Well, if you've got credit cards in your wallet, you've entered into a covenant. Yeah. I'm going to charge this piece of plastic, I'm going to pay it. Well, she's making a covenant here. And so uh, she let them down by a rope through the window. For the house she lived in was part of the city wall. Now she said to them, go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourself there three days until they return and then go on your way. 
The men said to her, This oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless when we enter the land you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you have brought your father and mother and your brothers and all your family into your house, if anyone goes outside the house into the street, his blood will be on his own head. We will not be responsible for anyone who is in the house with you. His blood will be on his own hand if a man is laid on him. As, as for anyone who is in the house with you, his blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on him. But if you tell what we are doing, we will be released from the oath you made with us. Verse 21, agreed, she replied, let it be as you say. So she sent them away, and they departed, and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. This is a rich, rich story. Rich story. Things that let you down. This red rope let them down. But it let them down in a good way. And there's so many things in our life that happens that lets us down. And it is how we respond to those things and how we work through those things that all things work together for good, that those love God and call it to his purpose. You see, the surveillance was God's surveillance on Rahab's heart. God miraculously moved on her to protect the spies. The spies willingly said, since you have gone out of your way to risk your life to, to protect us, we need to have an agreement with you, and you want us to protect your family. And so we have to do it with this very rope, this very rope that set us free, this very rope that, that got us out of harm's way. And your advice to go travel to the mountains, to go the opposite direction to those who were pursuing them, and to hide out was amazing and how God miraculously used her so that these spies could return and and there's things in our lives that happen that we we don't see the value of it right then and there but as God works through our lives and brings things into our life in the future what the question you have today will be answered God is a God of caring and understanding he loved Rahab's family and Rahab story of the scarlet thread is amazing because it has to do with the blood of the lamb the scarlet thread represents the blood of the lamb the old testament covenant there had to be a, a blood sacrifice in order for sins to be forgiven jesus became the eternal sacrifice for all mankind and that blood that scarlet blood of jesus <clears throat> Forgives us of our sins. Paid the price for us. Paid the price for our healing. And so when we say, I plead the blood of Jesus, we're asking the blood of Jesus to be applied. And when the blood of Jesus was put on the doorframe of the Passover, the death angel had to pass over, could not go through the blood. There's power in the blood. We've sung it for a hundred years. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. And when you speak, I plead the blood of Jesus, 
You're asking that the demonic wood cannot pass through your family, through your house, through your car. I plead the blood of Jesus over my situation. I plead the blood of Jesus over my possessions. The blood of Christ is applied. And when you're under the blood, you are under God's protection. And God is there to help you through all of those activities. Things that let you down. We've got to recognize that God is the source of everything we need. And even though we might feel like we're, like we're not where we need to be, God can help get you there. These spies had to go hide out. And in, in the mountain range that they went to hide out in, there was many, many caves. And so it wasn't a difficult thing for them to go and hide out there for three days. And they, they marched on back, back in. When they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days until... The pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills toward the river and came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him everything that, that, that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. Can you imagine Joshua getting that report when he had gone himself 40 years earlier, got the report that it's a beautiful land, we can take it. And people came against him and murmured and complained. And it took 40 years for them to go. And those who was the murmuring complainers left were left behind. They didn't have the privilege to go in to the promised land. And as we recognize the fact that supernatural surveillance, God was surveilling the heart of Rahab. God was involved in seeing her come to a relationship. And it's so neat to see how that she shared kindness and that her family was protected because of an oath that was made between them, the scarlet thread. And how it beautifully reflects the Old Testament Passover lamb story with the New Testament of Jesus Christ coming to this earth, dying on Calvary's cross for our sins, the blood being shed for our lives. And yes, there are shortcomings in life. Yes, there are things that let us down in life. But God is greater than our circumstances. God was greater than the spies' circumstances. They had no idea how it was all going to work out. But God miraculously supplied them a place to be and protected them and so that they could get their job done and continue on in, in going on with, with the job that was before them. It is amazing to realize how that God works out all things. And you may be going through something today that is just insurmountable. I want you to know that God is greater than the circumstances you're facing. God will empower you to move from this point to the next as you give him praise, as you declare him as Lord and Savior. You see, Rahab, she, she was involved in declaring God of the heavens and the God on the earth. She was connecting with God. And throughout the scriptures, we find the principle of connecting with God, reading the word of God letting it come deep within us. And it wasn't just a matter of faith, but it was deeds. You see, she had faith in God, and she came to that relationship with God. In all the other scriptures, and all the things we, we see about no one 
comments about the fact that she lied. That was in her pagan life. She came to God, and, and that was in the past. And she began to, to live for God. How much did she live for God? Look at Matthew. In Matthew's gospel, there's the lineage of Jesus. And she's one of the women that's in the lineage of Jesus. God miraculously saved her and her family and put her right in the lineage of Jesus. And in James, it says that she had faith, but she also had deeds. And so it's important that we recognize that, that faith without deeds is no faith at all. She had a faith in God, but she proved her faith in God by doing deeds. And so deeds are an outworking of faith. Doing deeds won't get us saved. Doing deeds won't get us to heaven. But our faith is proven by our deeds. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the power of the gospel. Lord Jesus, thank you for the supernatural surveillance of the Holy Spirit and how that you was involved in doing surveillance on the heart of Rahab. And God, you do that surveillance on our hearts as well. You investigate who we are in life. You allow tragedy to come to see how we respond. You allow persecution to come to see how we respond. You allow us to go through hard times to see how we respond. And God, you've always been faithful. You've always been faithful. You've always been there to help us in life. And so Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just uh, take this word today and drive it into our hearts. That is knowing God and loving people and hope revealed being a part of our life, the very fiber of our souls. Lord, that the greater knowledge we have of you, the greater understanding we have of how much you love us, gives us a greater ability to love others and to help them come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and see hope revealed in their life, in their home. God, not only was Rahab saved, but Lord, her, her, her family that was around her was saved because of you working in her life. And Lord, you're working in our lives as well. And Lord, there are things in our life that possibly we felt let down. People let us down, situations, jobs, whatever. But God, you're greater and you want us to march on for the kingdom. You want us to look beyond and realize that the scarlet thread in the, in the window protects. The scarlet thread in the window of our hearts protects us. The blood of Jesus Christ applied to our lives protect us from the evil influence of this world. God, thank you for delivering a lady out of a pagan lifestyle. And Lord, you are still doing that today. You still deliver us from sin. You still give us the ability to choose pure thoughts. So God, help us to hunger for the word of God and to dwell on pure thoughts for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done and what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me? We, we come together to worship God. We come together to, to hear the word of God, to encourage one another in the faith. But we also pray one for another, and we also anoint with oil to believe God for healing. And uh, if you're here today and you need to make a 
recommitment of your life to the Lord, or if you need to just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Let's do this prayer together. Pray after me, please. Everyone praying after me, please. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying on Calvary's cross. For my sins. I confess my sins to you. And I repent. Come into my heart to live and to stay. Now and forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, it's important that you let us know so we can be praying with you. Because whenever you begin to move towards God, there will be opposition. When you begin to read the Word of God more, there will be times of persecution coming. But you've got to know that without reading the Word, you're going to be lost. And you're not going to be where God can use you and where God can, can take you to heaven someday. So you have to have the Word, and, and you've got to realize that life is not always roses. Sometimes you have to go through things. But God is greater than the things we go through. And we've got to remind ourselves that the battle is the Lord's, and He will help us. The altars are open. If you want to come and stand, if you want to come and kneel, if you want to come and say, Pastor, I need to be anointed oil, I'm here to pray for you, to believe God for healing and strength. Come and pray. Come and pray. The altars are open. Please come and spend some time in God's presence.